episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of the beast, indeed. Yep. Balls to Picasso. Yeah. Second Bruce solo album. Yes. This yep. is going to be a fiery one, I think. I think we're going to look butt heads on this one a bit. I think so. Well, we'll save it till we get into it. Yes, yes. I think I, you're wearing your Night Demon t-shirt. Yes. The Night Demon show coming the, up. Well, I'm beating it in for the Night Demon show. Right. Night Demon show yeah. coming up soon. Yeah. Very, sh- very soon. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I just I wanted to get it out there, promoting it a little bit. And I also don't want to show up and be like, hey, Jarvis, I love Night Demon. Look at my brand new shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want some pit stains in, in this. Yeah. I feel very Canadian wearing my uh, Iron Maiden hockey jersey today. I know. I don't wear the uh, Iron Maiden hockey jersey very much. I know. I don't get a chance to. Leafs are coming here soon. Leafs Mint is coming up sometime. Oh, um, I got a special beer here today. Let's go for it. Um, the Jockey Club. Um, this is a true Newfoundland beer. Now, most Newfoundland beers... Um, have more or less been amalgamated. Like there's two major breweries, Labatt and Molson. Not the crap beer stuff we do all the time. I'm right. talking about the legacy beers from the 70s yeah. and 80s. They bought up all these small little breweries mid-century, right. last century, yeah. and they turned them all more or less to water, and and they turned them all into the Coors or Molson equivalent and the Labatt Blue equivalent. Right, they basically bought the yeah. names exactly. of the brands. Yeah. And when they I bought was, up the breweries. Yeah. Exactly, and this one... It, like India has been talked about, we'll, we'll do that in a future podcast, as, as another beer that's kind of preserved itself. I think there's, is it Blue Star that is an official German beer that they also brew separately? But the Jockey Club, I was swimming with a friend of mine, Aaron O'Brien, I'll give him a shout out. And he plucked out a few of these this summer. Yep. And I had a drink and I was like, man, this is a really, really good beer. Now it's summer and I'm swimming, but I've been stocking my fridge. This is now becoming my Newfoundland beer. Oh, yeah. I've been dying for one. There's nothing wrong with Jockey Club, man. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. So I used to drink Black Horse. I've like got all these Black Horse memorabilia from like the 80s. Black Horse has been brewed now in like Molson vats. It's gone to crap. People yeah. used to make fun of me growing up and say, you drink Pony Piss, Black Horse. Yeah. Well, now it legit is. So I've had to give up on Black Horse. And I've been dying for like a bog standard Newfoundland beer. Jockey Club's Labatt now, yeah. right? Um. To be honest with you, I'm not sure. It, yes, it is a little bad, it's actually. It's like, yeah. I think this was a, was a Bavarian brewing or something, yeah. and it got bought out in the 60s by Labatt. <laughs> Labatt? Wait, that's French. Okay, back to the drawing <laughs> board here, Nesbitt. All right, hit it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right, well, no glasses uh, today. No glasses. Well, we're drinking out of a beer bottle. This is classic Newfoundland. Yeah. Drinking out of a beer bottle. Mm. And what a great label, eh? Just a lovely classic beer. A horse and look, with a horseshoe around its head. I, don't I love this little that. aspect down here. There's a car in the bottom corner with an X over it, like, don't drive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know what, Nesbitt? There's no truck symbol, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't drink and drive. It says true Newfoundland character. True Newfoundland character. I think that could also be written on... Uh... Your gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring this in today. Yep. Because I wanted a good vibe. Because we've been, I put off this podcast, Paul's Picasso. We tried to do it's this. true. I've had this ready for yeah, like three a months. A while. And do you know why? <laughs> I think it was in, yeah. It was do you know why I put it off? Two or three months I, ago. I said to you, well, I need to make a few more notes. I need more listening time. The truth is, I listened and I listened and I listened and I listened. And I just do not like any of it. Well, <laughs> like, fine. there's some good songs, and I got notes. I just don't like this album. There's a couple I didn't of songs enjoy here it. I'm gonna like shred too. Yeah. This was a laborious listen, and I also listened most of the time to the complete 
extended album. So I, okay, I, I don't know all why the you did that. You just listened to the. Uh, it was just on my phone, and I just I kept know. looping through it. Yeah, you should have just. I emailed oh. you the ten songs. Yeah, you did. You should have just listened to what I. Said. I should have just you. listened to that. But three of them were on Sarajevo, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do. The sixteen you know, bonus tracks are like garbage. Yeah, they're all but, they're painful to listen to. Most of them, all of them. All right, so I got okay. my beer. I don't like this album. Set the scene. Try and win me over. Okay. Second Bruce solo album. Released June 3rd, 1994. Yeah. So you got to admit it's a big step up from Tattooed Millionaire. It sounds way better. The production's better. That's fantastic. That's a great line. It like, is. <laughs> a step up from Tattooed Millionaire. Which, it is. if you go back and listen to that, is probably is, this is the worst thing that Bruce has ever done. Tattooed Millionaire? I thought it had some yeah. good songs on there. No, I thought it was horrible. Well, I think there's a lot of good stuff on there. That was the Half raspy of it voice is... one, right? The raspy voice period. Some. Yeah. Tattooed Millionaire has some a handful of really good songs on it. Like I thought it was a handful of good ones, a handful of horrible ones, and a few like mediocre yeah. ones. I think we'll have that debate at the end of the podcast okay. if, if Three Good Tracks makes an album. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't give. I don't think I gave Tattooed Millionaire a pass, or maybe I gave it like a. I can't remember what I said about it. It was so we'll, long ago. We'll revisit if it's the worst thing he's ever done. But anyway, I'll stand by that comment now. Okay. So, uh, you think Tattooed Millionaire is? I don't know. What else has he done that's worse on top of my head? I don't know. I don't know all of his solo stuff that well, but Tattoo is bad. And yeah. this is a They get better as up. they go on. Yeah, they do. Tattooed Millionaire didn't seem like it was much of a like serious album. It seemed like it was, it was just done as like... All I remember is the raspiness and remember the, the, the Milos' father and I, I was just horrible. Like yeah, literally, 458, we, Son of a Gun, I love those songs. Yeah, Son of a Gun. I love I Son know. of a Gun. Yeah. Okay. You're not... You're, how, how many, honestly, how many times have you listened to it since we did that episode? Be honest. Seven? Seven times? Yeah. I listen to that Liar. album quite often, but I don't listen to the whole album. For everybody out there in podcast land, Nesbitt's pants are on I don't fire listen, right I don't here. listen to the whole album, but mm. I listen to Son of the Gun all the time. Born in 58 is like a regular one I throw in a set list. Yeah. Or playlist. There's some good stuff on there. Ugh. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, yes. this is basically uh, Bruce with the band Tribe of Gypsies, which is Roy Z's band. So the history of this album is a little like convoluted. So after Tattooed Millionaire, Bruce does this like cover of an Alice Cooper song with Mr. Bean as a comic relief charity thing, like a one-off. Really? It's to, yeah, with the Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Um, and he uses this band called Skin as the backing band for that. And it was just a one-off for charity. And it's mm. kind of a joke. Um, Skin is on Sanctuary Management, just like Maiden. And so Bruce goes to write his second solo album with this band Skin as the backing band. And he doesn't really like the results. So he just scraps the whole thing. So that's mm. the first attempt at this album. Yeah. I got a quote from Bruce, and he says, that's why I scrapped it, because I didn't want to be an average record. I realized that I was just going along on autopilot. Oh, he's not going to like my take. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. But hey, this will be entertaining. Oh. <laughs> so he starts again with this producer called Keith Olsen, writing a, like, a new batch of songs. So he starts again. This is take two on the album. Mm. And I got another quote from Bruce, and he says... That was so completely different, and in the end, it wasn't particularly what I wanted to do. The recording was basically put together electronically, written on computers, keyboards, and shit, and I got human beings in to replace that. It was an interesting experience, and I learned an awful lot about what I didn't want to do out of that record. So he gets into recording and writing on a computer, and he kind of snaps out of it and realizes it sucks. Mm. So here's two clips, two really short clips. This is the kind of stuff he was writing that he scrapped on the second attempt. 
I think that sounds like a lame like Nine Inch Nails track or something. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I can see why he scrapped that. Yeah. This is another one of the songs that he kind of scrapped. A silent sleeping vampire Arisen from its grave As I am still and quiet in the dark The only sign of breathing A flicker on my skin The only sign of life My beating heart So I can see why he scrapped those. Those are like horrible. Yeah. If he had to release that album, it would be like, yeah, just the, painful. I know it's pretty lame sounding. But but the consistency in the in the album he released and with these with these bonus tracks is that everything's all over the place. It's it's like that's true. I yeah, actually went no back cohesive style for yeah. the first time ever. I went I went back. I googled and I read up a bit on the album. I cheated yeah. a bit, Nesbit, and I did it because I was like, when the heck was this written? Yeah, it was because written over a long period, right? Parts of it have like ACDC riffs, and part yeah. of it are like I'm Mother Earth, and there's like echoey bongo drums. He raps on the I album. Know. That's why like, some which, of the I just can't good. wait to yeah. get into. Some, I know. some of it's good. Like this is like. But these ones that he wrote in the If he sessions, went insane after this and had a nervous breakdown and they were like, oh, well, yeah, so it would come, make sense. Coming, yeah. yeah, I mean, anyway, but we, we, we got to go through Schizophrenic yeah. sounding. This is good. I just, I, I'm just going to drink my But these ones phone. that he wrote with mm. Keith Olsen, mm. that producer, yeah, they have like no soul. They just sound like, yeah, they sound cheesy. I don't know. So then he meets Roy Z. Uh, we talked about him before. Roy Z, Roy Ramirez. Mm. I think he changed his name to Roy Zeramar, which is Ramirez backwards, and then just to Roy Z. Mm. Um, he had this band called Tribe of Gypsies. Um, Bruce was in the studio. Um, he overheard the Tribe of Gypsy album being mixed, and he was like blown away by what it sounded like. And so I got another quote from Bruce. He says, I just listened to this band and said, what am I doing fucking around with computers and all this L.A. crap? I made an artistic decision to scrap the whole thing and just record an entire new album. That was finally the third album, Balls to Picasso, which got released. So mm-hmm. he heard this and he was like, what am I doing? Scrapped it all. Started from scratch again. Yeah. So talks to Rod Smallwood, convinces him to sign the band to Sanctuary, scraps what he's done, starts writing a new batch of songs with Roy Z and uses Tribe of Gypsies as the backing band. Mm-hmm. So they record the 10 songs on this album. A lot of the unused stuff from the previous sessions came out as bonus tracks um in 2005 they released an extended version of this album it had 16 bonus tracks most of them are horrible mm. that's why i sent you like the list of 10 to listen to and don't listen to those because they're most of them are pretty bad we're not yeah. going to get into those at all i know i listened to them far too much yeah i really shouldn't yeah. have but you shouldn't yeah i'm you know there's 10 songs on the album the 16 bonus tracks. Like, this would be like a three-hour episode if we got into all those. Yeah, we're not doing <laughs> no, it. No, I don't no. even want to listen to those ever again. No. So the original title of the album was going to be Laughing in the Hiding Bush. Yes. Which is the song on this which album. Which is a track, yes. Right. That his right. son, Austin Dickinson, came up with that name. Yeah. Um, has a writing credit, actually, on that song because he came up with it. Wow. So he would have been three or four at the time. He was born in 1990. So he would have been three or four years old. Wow. Um, so I'm... I'm wondering if uh, if you're one of the. Do you like, think he gets royalties from like I wonder, this album? I think he's fine with his. Well, royalties <laughs> from this album with I mean, his rating credit. What do you think? They're selling three a year, Nesbit. They just re- re-released all these on uh, vinyl. They re-released this album on vinyl. 
I bought all of them in a box set. Oh. Pre-ordered them. Cool. Oh, and yes. they sold out on no, the pre-order. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. they did. But they didn't do it. The 2005 re-release, the CD bonus CD, did that. all that stuff's not on the... No, I know no, you no, got the yeah, I know you got the, the Bruce uh, yeah. vinyl, yeah. but I thought you actually ordered this disc individually. Yeah. Sorry, but I wonder if Austin mm. Dickinson gets any. I wonder. Imagine if you're one of the guys from the early years who's you know has a has a real tangible connection or even contributed to the writing of one of the, and you don't have a, you don't have your name on the track. Oh yeah, one of the early you know uh, Killers Iron Maiden tunes. Yet you know the Sun is three was like you know yeah, <laughs> it's like it's so funny yeah. Or how often would it be if like. Maiden, you're out, like you run into Maiden in a bar. You crack a joke and you crack yeah. them all up, and they're like, "We're gonna use that on the new album." So they use that as a title of one of the songs, and you get a writing credit. Yeah, that's right. Just, I, that would never happen. That would be deadly. But imagine it did just from that, and you'd be like, "Yes, I'm gonna have like royalties forever." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, oh yeah, about Maiden. This album started when Bruce was still in Maiden. So by the time he scrapped the first two attempts and recorded and mixed and you know mm. got this batch of songs done he was out of maiden for almost a year so i sometimes wonder like with fear of the dark because i've been listening to that a lot because we're doing that soon i wonder how if any of these ideas would have maybe ended up on fear of the dark yeah and fear of the dark wouldn't be so filler filled you know there's some decent ones in here although i think these are all co-written with roy z so i don't know if any of these songs would exist if it wasn't for yeah the solo album yeah, interesting. Except for the last song. Interesting. Tears of the Dragon. Also worth noting that he leaves Iron Maiden and releases this. And well, he re- Blaze, yeah, yeah. Blaze leaves Iron Maiden and releases Silicon Messiah. Oh, I'm not yeah, going to compare the two. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say one's an actually good album. One is one of the best metal yeah, albums. And, that's right. Yeah, okay. And this one is so, the album we're covering today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only other thing before we get into the tracks is the yeah. album cover. Yes. Which is kind of lame. Yes. So Storm Thorgensen, do you know who that is? He's with Hypnosis. Okay. That's the group that did the Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here album covers, Houses of the Holy, and Presence. So he's basically album cover royalty when it comes to like album cover design. Yeah. So he made up a cool... It was originally... The album was called Laughing in the Hiding Bush, and he came up with a cool cover for it. Yes. It was too expensive. Yeah, that's right. So they just took a picture of Bruce yeah. in the bathroom when he got a Sharpie and just like revolved Picasso yeah. on the wall. Yeah, and the, co- and the cover that. got used on an Anthrax album, right? Right, yeah. Stomp 442. So if you yeah. want to look up Anthrax Stomp 442. It's an awesome cover. That's the cover that was supposed but to be. But ironically, it's a ball. And the, the, the you know, the title changes and he goes to balls to Picasso. You know, it's like, Oh, yeah, so. and then he draws two squares on the album cover of this. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah, anyway. I mean, mailed it in. Yeah, completely. I think this was just yeah. like a... a yeah. yeah, and now when I go through the tracks, I'm not going to be as 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 brutal as I am right now. But this whole thing feels just hobbled together. Like records it, re-records it. When we get into the tracks, there are some great individual tracks, yeah. but then the consistency across it is yeah. there. What they did with the album naming, the cover, any like, ugh. well, Bruce it just doesn't yeah. have a good feel well, for it's me. Like Tattooed Millionaire was very yeah. like cheesy in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, and this album still has a lot of that. At least he brought you know his vocals I mean? back. That's true. So That's the a, thing with this album is, mm. I don't like. I'm saying that it's a has some good stuff on it. It's like a yeah. pretty good album, but it's got a lot of really bad songs on it. I think we're probably going to agree more than you think. Oh, I probably think you're just like more. coming into this like I'm I just disgusted this. with the whole feel of the album, just all of it, and the way it just doesn't fit. Like there's some amazing yeah. tracks on here, and yeah. it, all you need to do is go to when we covered the um, the Sarajevo documentary. Um, 
uh, soundtrack. There's three tracks from this on there. Yeah. I, I didn't look at the notes, but I remember we were glowing on that, yeah. which is really now in hindsight just a greatest hits album yeah. for Bruce's solo yeah, yeah. career. But uh, the Scream for Me Sarajevo soundtrack, that has three of the best tracks. And there's probably another track or two that yeah. I would have put on there. The way but that you're just, talking about yeah. this album is kind of a spoiler alert because we haven't done the yeah. album yet. We haven't done but the album. But this is kind of yeah. how I feel about Fear of the Dark. <laughs> okay. All right. Sort of. Not this album. is like... Yeah. Well, well, I don't want to talk about Fear of the Dark, but I've yes. been listening to it a lot lately. Yes. Um, that's going to be a fun one to oh, do. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we need some positive... Positive. So, okay. Yeah. First track... Let's get into the track. First track is Cyclops. Yes. So after Tattooed Millionaire, you get the song which... You know, you listen to this and you kind of know that you're immediately in for something different. It has yeah. weird percussion this weird effect-drenched voice at the beginning and this, like, really heavy riff. Like, this is not, like, anything on Tattooed Millionaire. When it starts out, it's got like an echoey, almost like Tom Sawyer vibe there. You know, yeah, I can fans. hear it. Yeah, it does have like a proggy rush kind of thing on the go. Yeah. A lot darker than the last album. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. My my immediate take on this is the vocals are great. Yes. I like it. It's a decent opener. Yes, he's, he's instantly yeah. like, you know that he's over this whole, well, at this point, this raspy singing thing that he had going on for the early 90s. Yeah. You know, he's actually singing on the song. Every time I listen to this, though, it hits me. Every time I hear like notes or or piece like it's Rush here, um, I always feel like they sound like a different band. And I, I went and actually looked at the year because I was like, they sound like so much. And '94 was such a tumultuous time, and everything was changing. All the sounds were changing. Yeah. And um, I just feel like as soon as this song starts, I'm like, okay, yeah, his vocals are great, and you know he's broken away from that tattoo millionaire rasp. But then, like, the bass and the guitar is so mediocre in this. You're just like, oh. It's just like this giant hole where Maiden See, used to be. I don't know. Well, the thing is, if you go through all of the Bruce solo stuff. Yeah. And you constantly compare it to Maiden. It's not Maiden. Like, you got one guitar here. You're not going to have twin guitar harmonies. Yes. You know, it's totally different. Yeah. So you can't just be like, it doesn't sound like Maiden. Yeah, you can't. But legitimately, there's no one in the world. There's not one person of the seven billion in the world who's buying this album for any reason except he's connected to Maiden. Yeah, that's probably yeah, true. Okay. Because, yeah, it's the yes. ex-Maiden It's singer. not like he's reached out and built a whole new fan base of coffee house people with long hairs and plaid shirts in Seattle. See, I think that was part of what he was trying to do with these albums. Yeah. And especially, like, Skunk Works. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm done with metal. I want to be, like, a kind of an alternative guy now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's trying to do. He's like He's, like, what, mid-30s? Right, and it's '94, and what like Pearl Jam, Cornell, you know, uh, they're all just ripping it apart in their oh, early yeah. 20s. And yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna get in." Yeah. Here's a lyric from this song. Okay, 
We all make up our faces, the makeup of the clown, happy leaving traces of our childish background. Yeah, you have the thing with clowns. Clowns throughout this album. What is going on with the effing clowns? All right. So the main riff Mm. is kind of cool. When they get to the chorus, he's like basically singing the same. He's singing along with the riff. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know. The verses and the choruses are so similar that by the time the song gets done, yeah. It's eight minutes long, right? If That's this right. should be like three, three and a half minutes long, four yes. minute song. It's like it overstays its welcome by a lot. And yeah. I find by the time it's done, it's like this is a good song that you kind of stretch to eight minutes. Yeah. And there's not enough there to get eight minutes out of. But this is a guy who's like, he's already done Hallowood. Like the formula is there. If you want to well, show off his that's vocals. The Steve, right? Yeah, but no, but if you want to show off, take a story that you want to tell Bruce, pick a vocal arc. Do you want it to peak early, late? Take a vocal arc, and then whatever talent you got, just plug around as best you can. That's your formula, not these jingly, lyric-y yeah, things that do nothing. Yeah, but he's writing a song with Roy Z, and Roy Z comes up with the riffs, and these are more standard. These aren't these maiden, like, song structures. Yeah. This is very much, like, alternative, straight-up rock song structures. Exactly. So he's he kind should, of trying to get away from the maiden. He's trying thing. to get away from it. Right. Okay. The so end. I don't think he wants to try to redo How Would Be Thy Name. I'm not saying he redoes that song. But if he wants to, that the vocal Tears of the trajectory. Dragon. Yeah, but Tears of the Dragons kind of like that. I'd agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Tears of the Dragons. Yeah. Probably but I think he's trying to get away. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's the best song on here. God's War. For maybe. Me, but... Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Not enough. There's not enough here for eight minutes. This is great. The no. guitar solos are awesome. Oh, this is eight minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's way too long. So yeah. I will admit that Roy Z it's eight minutes, writes but it a kick ass like guitar solo. Yeah. that's an awesome guitar solo no i think that's up there with one of like adrian's but like, you crafted you guitar just solos. blew out the the last comments we had was like you got to break away from the maiden like that's what is that solo style is a maiden style built into a tunes it's not early 90s like i i just so the if the reach towards the rock trying to fit into the modern genre he's bringing that legacy but he's not showcasing anything it's like i don't think it's he's like showing up it's showing up to your ex-wife's house with like you know, this is not this is not Murray. This is yeah, but it's it's Murray Z, and that's I think that's an awesome guitar solo. I love the wah pedal. I love the little fast runs that are in there and stuff. Like I don't think Bruce is consciously saying I want to get into this or I want to get away from this. I think it's just like he's just they're getting together. Him and Roy Z write the songs. You know what I mean? I don't I'm think he's he's saying like this sounds too much like Maiden. Make it change it. I think he's just like coming up with these and being like, "This awesome guitar solo is an awesome riff," and just coming up with songs. Okay, well, we'll we'll tie that back at the end. Then okay. what is the overall goal? Because yeah, fair enough. The overall goal is just to write a kick-ass, you know, metal slash hard rock album. Yeah. Next is that, track is that the goal? <laughs> I don't know. Hell no! Hell no! I like this song. Oh. oh. I don't know what to make of this song. Okay. Underwhelming. Try and win me over. 
Okay. Are you going to win me over? Hell no. <laughs> the title of the track. It starts off with like weird tribal drumming. Like it kicks into this like pretty solid rock song. Like this is, I think this is a great chorus. <laughs> a good chorus he's lost the raspiness yeah. he's actually yeah. singing it's excellent it's a cool it's, it's a really melody. cool hook yeah. it's very non-maiden yeah if you'd have put it in a song that had some meaning or tied into that and you know you you link that in somehow like the lyrics hell hell no oh, where do we belong in this place where we fight oh, where do we belong so then like i saw that and i was like oh, wait is he going to worth it? i read the lyrics I was like, what the heck does this even mean? Like, I don't know if he's stuck at a clown party now. I mean, it's like, I don't want <laughs> to be too negative. To do I just clowns. don't yeah. know. Like, th- this song is one where I'm like, when I was listening, I could get into it a bit. And, yeah. then, and I was like, ah, this is just not finished. So you were talking about how yeah. the last song you're like, that's a very maiden solo. I think this is a very non-maiden unique solo. That's another awesome solo. That's one thing about this album. As much as I can criticize it, I really mm-hmm. like Roy Z's guitar solos on a lot of these songs. I yeah. thought it was a pretty cool solo. That's a good solo. I'll give you that. So I think that's th- that song, the vocals are good. The solo is good. It's one it's of a, the better it's tracks. Good, it's one of the better tracks. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it it's doesn't like, blow me away. Yeah. I guess the problem is is it, it pulls me in like, like hell, hell no. You know, I'm kind of getting into it. I get into it. And it's just it, all the songs. Everything just feels empty and hollow and meaningless. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like. Balls to Picasso. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think we'll finally agree that the next song, Gods of War, is awesome. Is awesome. This is like an insane vocal And play a bunch of clips from this because I need to get the other stuff out of my ears. <laughs> okay. So this is the chorus from Gods of War, which is one of Bruce's best solo vocal deliveries all time. So this is my favorite thing, my favorite song yep. that Bruce has done inside of Maiden. 
of all time. I love it. Yes. Okay. So it is on this album, yeah. and and I think I, if I, my memory serves me, it's a long time ago now, but in, yeah. in the Sarajevo documentary, I think I said more or less the same. Yeah, you I loved it love back then too. Song. Yep. I love it. Yeah. And it's, to be honest with you, like I was skip, skip, skip to get to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then skip, 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 you know, oh, God. Clown. Well, it's not just the singing. The drumming is yeah. unique. It's got a cool swing to it. Yes. It's kind of doing that 90s thing where they break it down really, you know, it's That's like right. the, the kind of mellow verses and then hit you with a heavy chorus. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is by far. This is awesome. One of the standout tracks. Here's on one downside, though. Yeah. One downside. Okay. And this, anyone who's listening going, Josh, why are you ripping this stuff? This is decent. No, Boost did good. some good that's solo good. stuff. Whoever says that, this is why. My mindset, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, what a great Maiden tune that would make if it was wrapped correctly. And you know what? I, how good would that be? Like that vocals, if you built that up with like a Maiden epic, that could be so good. Yeah. Instead, it's true. like languishing on to balls like, to Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> you he know? gave that song to like Steve Harris and said, like, come back oh, to me in three weeks. God's a War? Like it's such a great it. tune. But not only that, like, once again, God's a war. Now, like, how are you deviating from Maiden? Yeah. I right? Suppose. Yeah. Um, do you know the last one, Hell No, Where Do We Fight? And then you're going to see the, the flag and see, clown references I know you're, that, like, yeah. you're always going to have Maiden in your mind because Bruce Dickinson. Well, that's why we're But doing if you're it. constantly yeah. comparing everything, yes, it's not going to ever be as good as Maiden. No, it's not. But you know that's I mean? that's the problem here. If, you're, if your daughter walked in here now and said, hey, Uncle Josh, I'm, yeah, I'm Uncle in this reference, I'm going to show you a picture I drew, and it's half decent. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And I'll use him because he's in the tent. If Picasso, if they uncovered a, a a Picasso painting and it was crap, I would be, even if it was 100 times better than your daughter's, I would be like, this is garbage because his standard, he's leaving, he's trading on his name in Maiden. Yep. It's going to be, the comparison is going to be natural. Yeah, right? I know, I know. Yeah. And Silicon Messiah holds up to X Factor yeah, in a lot true. of ways. Yeah. And that is an epic thing to pull off. Yeah, that's true. He's not doing it in my mind. As we go through these Bruce albums, too, I, mm. it makes me really realize that, like, Silicon Messiah. It's so like, good. Like, what an accomplishment that was to come that's out right. of those two Maiden albums and then write something that's better than those two Maiden albums, I yes. think. Yeah, and he, and he defined his own sound. And he built I think Silicon Messiah is better than No yeah. Prayer, Fear the Dark. I don't know what the X I think we need to revisit it. Yeah. That's well, an awesome album. one episode on it. We should just anyway, that's Blaze. Back yeah, to Bruce. Back, back, to, back to poor old Bruce. Okay, here. now... Let's right. discuss this one a little bit before we both like. Yeah. Because I'm not a big fan of the song either. This is like some kind of like funk vibe. Yeah. So the guitar playing is very like, remember Living Color, yeah. Vernon Reed? Yeah. So this is the riff from this song. But I like this riff. Okay, I like the riff. Yeah. What kind of freedom is bought with a gun? People. So with me, mm. I can't hear that without hearing Cult of Personality by Living Color. Do you remember the song? It came out a few years before. Now that you pointed out. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very, very similar. And not only that, so A Thousand Points of Light, that's like a, a George Bush, President George Bush 
Um, that's like one of his from his, one of his famous speeches was like about a thousand points of light. Yeah. So they actually play clips of him during the song. So that's where this part of the song comes from. What is it that produces the light? What is it that makes these thousand points of light shine? What is it that will make America a conjure and generation? Perhaps I should ask who, who is it? So that's them using a president speech laid over the music. Cult of Personality, which came out a couple of years later, also mm-hmm. has John F. Kennedy speeches laid over it, Malcolm X, and Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah. I wouldn't say if they, like, you know, took it and copied it. But, like, when I hear it, the riff is the same. They have speech of a president laid over it. Mm. It's very, like, similar in lyrical Man, like, content. He could, he could give a speech. So, <laughs> but the decent song. Yeah. There's a really good solo in it. His soloing on this album is great, like I said yeah. before. But I can't hear the song without hearing Cult of Personality yeah. by Living Color. Yeah. And I don't know how I would feel about it, but I think of it as a not as good Cult of Personality. Yeah. Okay, next track. Laughing yeah. in the Hiding Bush. Yes. That would have been title track. Yeah. So it's Roy Z, Bruce, and Austin Dickinson. So we talked about that. The song is kind of based around a strong riff. I'm just not a fan of the chorus. There's no melody to the chorus. It's just like there's, n- I don't know. It just it's, they lose me. It's absolute. The lyrics have you, the lyrics are ridiculous. Yeah, I know. There's a sinister game that's children play. Of course, maybe <laughs> it's a reference to his, his son there. Hey, hey, hey! When they get to the end of each school day, hey, hey, hey! They spend their lives getting ready for the kill. Ha! Laughing in the hiding bush. The Joker is back. Another semi clan reference. That's the true. Joker yeah, is back laughing in the hiding man. bush. Like, yeah. Ugh. So I'm not a fan of the song. And for exactly what you said, I don't get this whole laughing in the hiding bush thing. I and I don't like the chorus. There's no melody to this. Laughing in the hiding bush. The Joker is back. Laughing in the hiding bush. The Joker is back. Who remembers the name? So I think the verses are great as far as the melody goes. Yeah. But then they get to the chorus and I'm just like laughing in the hiding bush. And I'm it's, like, it's they kind of just flush the song down the toilet and of course doesn't this though i do like the guitar playing on it yeah. it reminds me of billy duffy from the cult for some reason yeah but i don't know the you know the little guitar accents and stuff mm. the I guitar think... tone is cool but i don't know man the chorus yeah. ruins it for me i think the fact that this was almost the title track sums up everything <laughs> yeah it's it weird. shows how how much thought in the whole experiment yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this track is like... Like, why not name the album... Why not almost name the album Gods of War or Tears of the Dragon? You know, if if you took this track and you added Nico laughing or someone making fart noises or something, <laughs> and you threw it in one of those throwaway B-sides when they were just churning out singles, three and four, an album. Yeah. This this could be one of those maiden B-sides where we, we listen to it and go, oh, God, this is horrible. But instead, yeah. it's an actual... 
almost the title I track. do like the verses, though. The melody of the yeah. verses is good. Right in the heart of the album. Yeah, like, listen to these verses. Mm. And forget about the lyrics, but the melody of this is good. There's a sinister game the children play. Hey, hey, hey. When they get to the end of each school day. Hey, hey, hey. So the singing on that is good, but then it, they just ruin it. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. The mm. chorus is such a bad course that they you, can't recover with like even the best verses in guitar solos. Yeah, you said to me previously, you said, oh, you can't compare everything to Maiden. Well, if there's no Maiden, and there's, I'm not listening to this at all. I'm already like, skip, never hearing it again. Yeah, yeah. A demo tape in the garbage. Yeah, I, a lot of these songs, yeah. I would probably not go back and listen to again. Oh, God, no. This one, probably for sure. Yeah. Um, every now and then I'll take these vinyl albums out and spin them through. Yeah. This is not one. I go to Tattooed Millionaire because I actually do like, I think the strong songs on this album are stronger, mm. but there's more songs. Like I can listen to a side of Tattooed Millionaire and be like, this is, and I like it. Right? You can grab a track or two of that and throw it in with the Scream for Me Sarajevo soundtrack. And that's all you need to listen to for Bruce Singles. Well, you only heard two of the albums. You have there's a bunch of albums you haven't listened to yet. I know, but I heard the screen for me, Sarajevo, and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with it. You haven't heard Tyranny of Souls yet or no. Chemical Wedding. Oh, Chemical Wedding, I know from years Tyranny ago. Tyranny of Souls. Chemical is Wedding, just as I listened to. I really yeah. like that album. All right. Back in Look the day. The I listened to that years ago. That was one of my favorite. Yeah. Next track. Yes. Change of Heart. Yes. The rare track that the more I listen to it, the less I like. Yeah, I'm kind of the same with mm. this one. I was like, this is a, kind of a soft ballad. But I was like, it's pretty good. And it was catchy. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bad. I feel it's like good. this the same way I feel, but like wasting love on Fear mm. of the Dark. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're doing a, a ballad thing, but it, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's not really growing on me. You kind of instantly are yeah. kind of like, oh, this is okay. Yeah. But then you're not like, oh, wait, now I'm starting, like starting to grow on love, me. Though. A lot more than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I put them both the same for me. Yeah. Save some for the podcast. Let's <laughs> not jump too far ahead. Spoiler for Fear Spoiler of the Dark. Spoiler alert. Episode. His voice is really amazing on this one. To the crowd, you, you're walking away, you go and stay, you need a change of heart, you, you're walking away, you go and stay, you need a change of heart, So it's very mellow. Actually, now that I hear the clip, I think about it. I do like the song more than I'm like letting on. When I hear it, I am liking it more than I think that I do. Yeah, I like, like when it. I, you know, I haven't it's listened catchy. to it for it, like a day or two. Yeah. It's a good song. If I was in the right mood, I think I would really, really like this song. It pulls you back into the album. Like sometimes I find when I listen to this album, yeah. I fade out. Well, there's yeah. nothing to dislike about the song. You know, it's just this like harmless ballad. He sings really well on it. It's catchy. I give this one a thumbs up. A thumbs up? I'm going to give it a thumbs up, too. Yeah. So I have a quote from Bruce about the song. And he says, yeah, the strange thing about Balls to Picasso was that we got talked into making the album less heavy than it should have been. With hindsight, Roy and I both feel it should have been produced differently. In fact, Roy should have produced it himself. But at the time, he was relatively unproven. So we went with the received wisdom of others. So this song, I think maybe is an example of where it's a little like... You know, they went kind of soft on the album. 
Um, but this was this is actually a cover. So Roy Z used to be in a band called Driver, and Dickinson kind of took it and kind of reworked it into this album. So this could have been a lot, a lot softer. Here's the original, and it's like really, really soft compared to the Bruce version. that's kind of bordering on like air supply well not that bad (laughs) but you know what i mean yeah bruce's version is better yeah bruce kind of gave it a little more balls yeah Yeah. based on that little clip balls to picasso yeah there you go balls to change of heart okay all right load them up both barrels get ready ready. this next song is gonna get it (laughs) which they which they released as a single shoot all the shoot all the clowns and i'm like what happened you're going along pretty good i mean there's some highs and lows on the album but like so far it's it's going along pretty good. Yeah. And then, oh, man. Yeah. I can't believe this was so a single. I, I cannot I, believe this was a single. I make my notes when I when I listen. And my, my first note, I just kept, like, normally I just do rough notes and I try and get some semblance. I just kept this one because it's great. I just yep. said, this is worse than some of those stupid B-sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is like. I agree. Remember the worst ones where we were like, This oh. is like one of the really bad songs on, on Tattoo. They released it as a single. Yeah. Like so, I don't really focus. I focus. T- I tend to focus on like the melody and the yeah. song first, and then kind of maybe look at the lyrics. But the lyrics don't really ruin a song for me. But the lyrics are so bad on this. Like, here I'll play this and then I'll I'll read them out to you. Yeah. The lyrics are, I've been down at the crazy house. I've been playing with the cat and the mouse. I've been down. I've been down. I've seen the crazy people running around. Shoot all the clowns. Shoot them down. Shoot them down. Shoot them down. <laughs> and know. he's using that raspy voice that I don't like. No. To he do should. It. So it's bad lyrics, and he's singing them in the way that I hate. He's shooting clowns, but the only thing he's actually killing is my respect for Bruce. Like <laughs> Killing the, my buzz. Oh, man. <laughs> this is one of those those moments where I'm just like, you know, Steve Harris is a genius. Yeah. <laughs> when I hear this, I'm like, wow, how did you rein all these guys in? Like, you know he, what I mean? He almost needs a producer that's going to rein Bruce in and be like, yeah. are you kidding? Try again. Like, uh, if I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in 2001, you know, they're putting together Brave New World, and Bruce is like, I got an idea. And, 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 and the Harris just looks and goes, shh, <laughs> shoot all the clowns. You've had your chance. Okay, that's it, buddy. We're just going to do yeah. this one. Well, Wicker maybe he had Man to get all this out of his system. Adrian, but, maybe he had to yeah. get this out of his system before yeah. he came back to Maiden. That's true. You know, he had all these pent-up ideas, and he just had to get rid of them. Is, is and that... then come back and then Brave New World. Play the rap. Play the rap. <laughs> you got that clip. I got it here I if do. you don't. Like speechless. That is ridiculous. Yeah. 
you left it the guitar solo right after. Oh yeah. <laughs> that guitar solo it's just like it, it's like an 80s theme song I just got this picture of these young kids dancing the, in their socks and then they're like over to you Uncle Joe and he's like yeah it has that like oh 86 my God. that's exactly the perfect way to like <laughs> oh my god but yeah it's that tone in the yeah and I think again back to the other one so we went we, we looked at um, Laughing the Honeybush and that could have been the title track yeah and then this song they released it as a single I know, I do not understand. Like, I, this is what is the problem with this album. Like, there's good bits, but I feel like you don't even realize what's good and what's not. It's like you're so lost. Yeah. Like, Bruce is like, so yeah, lost right now. Yeah. He he got an awesome artist to do the cover work. Oh, we couldn't afford it, which, you know, was a fair realistic thing. But then he, he took a picture. He didn't find, like, some up-and-coming artist. He re-recorded it, and he's got, like, bongo-y drums and raps, and it's one song slow, and one song's heavy, and then he wishes he mixed it heavier, and he, he messed with the... Like, well, the it's fact everywhere. that he... Rec- this is the third attempt at this album. Yeah. And when it came out, the bonus version, the fact that you release a 26 song version of your album that was 10 yeah. songs just shows like he's all over the place. Yeah. It's, he's just, I don't know. I think he's kind of recorded the first album, recorded the second version. He's got this, this is the third time through and I think his head is so far into it that he just can't step outside and see what's what anymore. It's yeah. just, I don't know. I know. It just make like, oh, that's what I mean. I just he feel like he's a producer to come in and be like, yeah, okay, I, Let's go through this and actually, like, be objective yeah. and find out what's good and what's bad. I mean, I kind of want to save my take till the end, but I, I just feel like there's a sad aspect to this album. There's a couple more. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's keep going. That. Let's okay. keep going. Let's get Next track fire. is Fire, which is another is a huge, huge, huge step up from what we just heard. <laughs> it's a cool heavy riff yeah. with, like, a bass line that kind of, like, bubbles under it. It has yep. a cool groove to it. I'll play a clip, and then we'll talk about it. That's a you know it's a pretty simple song, but it works because of the guitar playing. It has a cool bass line. It's a really heavy, simple riff going through it. It kind of like pulls the song along, but it has like a really weak chorus. Yeah, chorus is one of those songs where like the vocals and the guitar are playing the exact same thing. So it's like a cool riff, but they don't really do much with it. I find it kind of catchy though. I like it. Yeah, and uh, that that's one aspect of it. I like. Maybe it's just. Where it's buried around, I'm like, You're I so feel like the, for the album's coming onto. back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it leads up into, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me. I mean, yeah. I, I don't dislike the. This is one of the tracks where I'm like, it doesn't have ridiculous lyrics. It's not all over the place, but it just doesn't feel. I, it's a gut thing. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd say it's all right. I'll give it a thumbs yeah. up, a weak thumbs up. On my like, list, on my you notes, know. all I have written down is weak chorus, cool riff. And I, I wrote down really good, solid filler. Yeah, here's here's mine. There are aspects of this song that I like, but largely more of the same. Cool chorus, <laughs> decent vocals, but blah. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> That's well, basically yeah. what I, how I sum up this track. Yeah. I've listened to it a lot, but it just kind of melds in. A better chorus, I think, would elevate this one from, yeah. like, 
good to pretty good. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's I think that's filler. But like after mm. what you've just heard with shoot all the clowns, yeah, this is like sounds like a masterpiece. <laughs> it does. Nesbitt, we're we're coming towards the end. I'm having a second beer because I gotta save this mood. Okay, go for I it. Gotta, otherwise, this is I'm just gonna rip it to pieces. I'm having another one here. All right. Let's turn this around. Okay. Yeah, if people out there are wondering, I'm, I I drink, I get happy. <laughs> <laughs> Next track is Sacred Cowboys. Yes. I don't know. This, this is 1994. Yeah. Keep that in mind when you listen to this. That it like, is 94. That's, yeah. It's got like another rap spoken word thing, which yep. was kind of on the go at the time. Yes. But this kind of ruins it right off the bat for me. With a sense of irony, everyone you see is chasing their illusions. Take a drive and sink a swim, but in the end, you're in the same pollution. In your world, escape is swift. The nonsense list is all you need to know. In the land of dreams, you make the right connections. Then you'll be the hero. Ecstasy, the cult of me, provides our institutions. You can live forever with a grave instead where people used to function. You can join the saviors of our culture, vultures surfing overhead by sky. Like the sin of gluttony will set you free, but Betty Ford can help you try. Not a big fan of that. I would argue if you don't listen to what he's saying, I like this a lot. But one of the one of the big things, my my key takeaway on this, this sounds like a completely different band than the rest of the album. Yeah. If it, I actually yeah. checked this track to see if it was recorded at the same time, I was it just felt so different. Yeah. I actually really like it, and I can see where he's going. But again, that vocal delivery, I just I know. doesn't do it for me. But if you if you don't if you ignore what he's saying, there's a lot of good hooks in the song. Well, okay, there aren't a lot of good hooks in the verses because there's no hooks, there's no melody at all to that. All right, and I hate it, Nesbitt, but this is the second beer But talking. I agree that the chorus is catchy. This is one of the best courses on the album, I think. Where is our John Wayne? Where is our secret cowboys now? Where are the Indians on the hill? There's no Indians left to kill. Where is So it's a really yeah. catchy chorus. I think the Indians on the Hill is like the run to the hills kind of callback. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Which is which is another, it goes back to what I was saying, which is you got to move on. But that or, chorus, or I think, compared. is great. The chorus, is, that's yeah. exactly what I said. There's some great spots in the song, if you can yeah. already saying. But I can't help. I'm going to do another different Simpsons reference. Okay. I can't help. When he's, he's saying, where are all the sacred cowboys now? Where are the engine engines on the hill to kill or whatever? When he's doing that, I just feel like remember that episode of The Simpsons where Krusty is trying to make a comeback and he goes out and he's like, you know, he does the me so sorry joke, right? And he's super offensive to everybody and he's just like so out of touch with where everyone is. I feel like this is 1994, man. And like he's doing a solo song, singing this song. It just feels like he's 35. He's trying to be cool. Sacred Cowboy. You know, it's yeah, like everyone know. else like Teen Spirit, Pearl Jam. And but like if you listen you're... to the first album, the Tattooed Millionaire album and this yeah. one. Bruce's lyrics are all pretty cheesy going through. Super cheesy. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Instead of Sacred Cowboy, he should have done Sacred Clown. <laughs> right? And then instead of shooting the engines, it could have been seltzer bottles. And that would have fit right in, you know? But to me, no matter how catchy you make the chorus, yeah. that kind of spoken word part at the beginning, like mm-hmm. the verses, 
Yeah. You can't come back from that. This song I just, I, I is, was one of my favorites Which is a on waste the album. because I yeah. really love that chorus. I love it. It's awesome. But this song was one of my favorites until I got into the note-making stage where I started to... Like, I like to listen and get familiar yeah. with the album. Welcome to my world yeah. where I analyze everything to death, every single exactly. main song to death. <laughs> That's your world. I'm in the Nesbitt zone for a bit. This minute. whole part where he's like doing the smoke and word thing. Yeah. It reminds me of that part in Memory Civil War by Guns N' Roses. And they're like, we practice a selective annihilation of mayors and government officials to create a vacuum. Then we fill yeah. that vacuum. Popular word advances pieces closer. Yeah. It's like that kind of But I thought talking. that was so cool. I remember when, when I got oh, older yeah, I and everyone was, was awesome like, too. oh my God, that's horrible. And like, remember Get in the Ring? I thought it was like the coolest oh, thing ever. I never ever. was a big Get in the Ring fan. Well, I was like, I was like <laughs> what, 14? And there was cursing, getting the motherfucking. Yeah, I, I was like, that was my favorite. We would get around and be like, yeah, yeah, you tell him, Max. Like, we loved it. Oh, I would love to do like a, po- a bonus episode on the Use Your Illusion episode. We should. Um, I already have. Uh, that was one of my f- favorite CD buys. Oh, man, I could sit down yeah. for like three hours and talk about those two yeah. albums put together. I'm a quite a GNR fan now. Have oh, I ever showed God. you my uh, playlist? I made a playlist of mm. um, a one CD version. Of yeah. Use Your Illusions, if you condense it to one CD, which is like a really solid album. I also did the double album where I looked at how much time you can fit on a side of a vinyl. Yeah. And I made a double vinyl and put like selected songs from the two albums, and it makes a kick-ass double vinyl. But yeah, like, sure, that was make, me. I want to listen to that. It does not make two full albums. There's a lot no. of filler on there. That's there, like the... Yeah definition of album bloat. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went and bought that album. It was tax back then was 20% sales tax. And it was $28 for each one. Uh, I spent, I think, 63 bucks, And I was like 15, 16. That was so much money. I remember I was in high school yeah. and I like took off from high school and got on the bus and went to the mall and bought the cassette yeah. of Use Illusion 1 and 2. I bought the CD. And, and I listened to like, on my Walkman on the way them. back and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when you get a CD and you scratch it and it was like... I never scratched any of my CDs. Uh. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah, they're still <laughs> the original rapper. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Okay, the album right. finishes off strong. Yes. He knocks it out of the park. Yes. Tears of the Dragon. Tears of the Dragon. Which we covered in the screen. Classic. For we covered on the screen yeah. for Sarajevo. This is, you can't argue that this is not an epic. This is the hallowed be thy name of the Bruce solo stuff. God, God's His War epic. and this yeah. are the two standout tracks yep. burn on, on this on this compilation. Yep. I have no power over this. Away. I 
That's pretty awesome. It's awesome. Awesome vocal delivery. Yes. Give yeah. them credit where credit. This song is deadly. This is amazing. Like, yeah. I can't I'm not going to pick holes in it because it. it's so far above everything else yeah. except God's of War. Uh, it's just, you know, if there was three or four tracks like this and, you know, you cut it the nonsense, yep. you'd have a real album here. Yep. It's and funny. Then, this song goes back to, like, when he was, you know, remember he did, like, multiple versions of this album and then scrapped them? But this song goes back to, like, those previous sessions. Um, if you buy the bonus disc with the yeah. 16 extra tracks, there's a version of this on there from the Keith Olsen sessions. Um, remember Bruce talked about, like, how he wrote them on computer? Yeah. The, like, there's one version of this album that was all kind of done on computers. You can hear it in this, like, early version from these set, from those sessions. Like, all the soul is kind of sucked out of the song. You know what I mean? When you when you write songs like this with like electronic keyboards and computers and drum machines, mm-hmm. you kind of lose all the emotion, and it kind of turns like like sterile sounding. Mm-hmm. So this is like an early version. So listen to how the song changed as far as like the feeling of the song. just you know there's no soul in those songs i can see why i scrapped those whole sessions and started from scratch because to go from that to the version that's on the album you know what i mean it's a total yeah it feels like a a totally different song slight step up there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so as much as we trashed yes a lot of this album yeah and we're kind of criticizing bruce as far as like some lyrics and stuff like that yes i just want to play this clip of tears of the dragon live just to remember that like Bruce Dickinson, when he's singing live, is like a force of nature. Amazing. I can never forget the Bruce is Look, like amazing singer. We, you know, I panned, a, I panned a lot of this album yeah. and the album before it. And I do that because Bruce Dickinson is my hero and his yeah. music is amazing. I expect so much from him. What yeah. I take away, and I'll give you my wrap up on the album in a minute, but what I take away from this after hearing this is we are so lucky that he didn't get scooped up after this by someone who was like, you know what, this is garbage, but your vocals are amazing. We need a front man like you. He could have easily been scooped up by like, look what happened to, I've mentioned Cornell a few times, but like he could have easily been stolen by any mid to upper tier and it would have been a huge step up from this scale. Yeah, or like a classic rock band from his era era, or even older than his era. 
mm. that were kind of looking for a new singer, you know what I mean? If yeah. they kind of came along and scooped them up. The mid-90s? So yeah. many of them were trying to do re- reinventions yeah. then. Like, it was metal was in such a dark place. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, there is a lot of criticisms that I have of this album. Mm. Overall, I give it a pass, and I give it, I think I would give it a B minus if I had to yeah. give it a letter grade. Because, okay, I'll go, and at first I was going to say like a C or even a D, yeah. but then I was kind of going through it and I was like, Cyclops is a pretty good opener. It's just way too long. It should be, if it was, should be three or four minutes stretched out, but it is a decent song. Yeah. Hell No, I think is a good solid track. Gods of War is amazing. A Thousand Points of Light, I'm not a fan of that whole funk thing going on, but it's okay. It's all right. Laughing in the Hiding Bush it's had potential. I'm not a big fan. Ugh. Change of Heart. It's a solid soft rock ballad, so yeah. it's really good for what it is. Yeah, or push it back later in the album. Yeah, too. shoot yeah. all the clowns, terrible. Get rid of it. Fire has a good riff and a good yeah. groove, but they didn't really do much with it. But it's it's a decent song. Yeah. I call it solid filler. Yeah, sacred Co- cowboys, awesome chorus. Just needs horrible a rewrite. verses. Just needs a rewrite. Yeah, yeah. And then tears of the dragons, classic. It's so overall, classic. it's not a bad album. It's not that bad. I think my my major issue comes back to the fact of like. It doesn't fit together from a sound perspective. It doesn't fit together from a theme perspective. Yeah. Not that that we've talked about how themes are inconsistent in there. Yeah. The only theme I can get out of this is is clowns, <laughs> and that what happened with the artwork, what happened with the the three goes at this and not quite getting it there. It's not look. The only saving grace is it's 1994, and Maiden also kind of sucked in. In a funny way, you know what I mean. Like that yeah. was our that was the middle of the darkest period. Yeah, that's true. Adrian's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and you know Bruce has just left, and X Factor's a step up, but that's a little bit of ways ahead of this. A couple of years after, um, I think it's just it just doesn't feel like a cohesive album. Yeah, I agree with you totally. You know, like yeah. I actually at least tattooed millionaire. All those yeah. songs felt like they're from the same album. Yes, you know what I mean. That's right. It felt like a an album. I actually feel like. Scream from Sarajevo, which is a compilation, has more consistency than this, only because maybe it just keeps you your attention so much more. I yeah. just find this album I fade in and If you'd never ever like, heard Ugh. this before and someone was like, Here's a bunch of you know, it's yeah. a compilation of it's the best of Bruce Dickinson volume five. Yeah. Well that's Well not all, but you know what I mean. Yes. That and that that's my final take. It would have my, to be like volume five or six to get like shoot all the clones on it. <laughs> you'd, yeah, you'd never get but that. But you know what I mean. If someone yeah. said, like, this is a compilation from yeah. some documentary they did on Bruce's solo career, career yes. where he's cherry-pick songs, and you didn't know anything about his catalog, mm. you'd be like, oh, yeah, this sounds like it's from all over the place. Yeah. Now, here's my yeah. my final take on this. Step That's, up from Tattooed yeah. Millionaire, though, I think. It is. It yeah. is. And he's getting there, and it's a tough time. Yeah, he's moving time. in the right direction. Yeah. I yeah. just, uh, his talent is so much He's so much bigger than this in my mind. That's what I don't like about it. I could never, two, and the two key takeaways for me, yeah. you'd never get to this album without a pathway from Maiden. No one's going to be, you're not going to be a record store. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, hey, man, there's this guy no one heard of. Balls to Picasso, listen to this. Like, it's just never going to happen. Yeah, I'm right? going to hooked by the like, Tears of the Dragon or something like that. Maybe. God, I mean, if you heard Gods of War on the radio, you'd be like, who is this guy? I like you, you, you said you listened to Because the way to... we used to listen to music back then, if you heard yeah. that song, you'd go out and buy the CD. That's right. Off one song that you heard on the radio, because there's no internet. That's true. That so if I had heard Gods way. of War on the radio, I would have just gone out and bought yeah. the CD. More likely than not, you're listening to it because, you know, Bruce yeah. and, and Iron Maiden. But oh, you're yeah. right, that could yeah. happen. But I find, maybe it's me, you know, I got all my podcasts, I got a busy work life. 
Yeah. I find, you know, I haven't listened to Tattoo Millionaire seven times. I've listened maybe once, and it's only because it's still in my playlist and it went to by accident since we since we yeah. covered it. I fight for listening time, and I rank my Maiden albums accordingly. This is not getting in there. I still got Scream from You, Sarajevo. I'll yeah. keep that. Yeah. But this is getting deleted. They have a whole bunch of playlists yeah. that have Tattoo Millionaire songs on them and have songs from all these Bruce albums. Yeah. But I cherry-picked the songs. Yeah. Because they're not consistent. You're smarter at that than I am. Like, I always keep albums. I keep them all, too. Right? Yeah. Like, I have them all on CD. Oh, you have everything. But, I mean, you yeah. build custom playlists. I don't do that. Yeah, I have, like, over 300 playlists. Yeah, which is why I was so focused on albums. I was just like, yeah. you know, they do the compilation for us. It's either you like it or you don't. Then this, I don't know. The second piece is I can't help but just look at, and I think, if Bruce was independent solo with No Maiden, and Blaze was independent solo, no Maiden. You take Maiden out of the equation, Blaze is better than Bruce. He's all the around him is better. Is that yeah. Bruce wrote these songs with Roy Z. Yes. He wrote the songs before this with Yannick. Yeah. Bruce, think about Bruce's songwriting. He's yes. Not, that's not his strength, right? It's not his at vocals all. are the strength. Exactly. You know, even in Maiden, yeah. if you look at his credits, he has a lot of co-writes. He has a few like tracks here and there, but like he's not He's not less like writing powerhouse in Maiden. No, it's Steve not. Harris's band. That's yeah, what makes that's Maiden right. so awesome. That's right. And if anything, he he probably contributes less than the rest of them. Yeah. When you sprinkle it around, I mean, Adrian, I would put as the second biggest contributor, at least to the great stuff. And um, yeah, if you're picking like favorite tracks. Yeah, but which raises my concern that Bruce, or not my concern, but Bruce is is brilliant vocalist, brilliant and amazing stage presence. Which is why he would have been so perfect for another band to snatch up. We got lucky. Yeah. In hindsight, you know if what I mean? Deep Purple had it came along and like been like, mm. we need you. He loved Deep Purple. Yeah. Snatched up him and he was the new singer for Deep Purple. That's amazing. And they started making new albums. Who knows? He might not have ever joined Maiden again. Oh, I don't even want, want to think about it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. This was a, an interesting one to do. Yeah. After this, he splits with Roy Z and he does this album called Skunk Works. Yeah. Which. It's another big step up from this. It's really underrated. Um, I'd like to cover it someday. Um, the song Inertia and Strange Death in Paradise from the Scream for Me Sarajevo track yeah. is from that album. It's a really cool, unique sounding album. It doesn't sound anything like this or anything like Tattoo Millionaire. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, I think, even if you give it one listen through just to see, like we might cover it someday. But uh, I think you probably need a break from the Bruce Solo stuff. I definitely do. But uh, if you ever are bored and you listen to Skunk Works, the album that came after this, yeah, I, uh, it's really different sounding. I think you might like it. Yeah, I was reading up on it actually today. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I'm taking a break because yeah. this is not good for my Bruce. Like the Paul Diano, oh, stuff I, I just ruined him. You ruined Paul for me, but you built Blaze up for me. And when I like, I always knew it was Steve Harris's band. But I've never really realized how important he is for maintaining the standard of, of Maiden until I've seen all this oh, yeah. other stuff around it. And you realize, yeah. obviously, they're not going to go off and, and, and do a Maiden clone, any of these players. But, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just with Steve, everything's so good. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's just, I, 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 you remember when we started this podcast, we were like, deep diving can make you uncover things that oh, you yeah. don't want to know. Um, oh, man, Bruce took a hit for me with this stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He's so amazing. I'm so drawn to the vocals. I love him, but it's he's a lot it's more sense, of just a vocalist than I ever thought. His sense of humor is, like, very – I don't know how to describe it. Like, I read his book 
um, Lord Iffy Boat Race and mm. the second one, the missionary position, these two novels he wrote. Yeah. And like I got halfway through each of them. They're painful. It's just this mm. kind of like humor. Yeah. And he always tries to bring that out in his songs. Like you listen to that in some of the Maiden B-sides. Mm. He's trying to be funny. Yeah. And like I don't find Bruce funny. Even no. at his funniest, I don't find it funny. Yeah. And like when he tries to be like cheeky or whatever in his songs with his lyrics. Yeah. To me, it just like flops and falls flat. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And he's always trying to drop these puns, and he's like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, give it up. Just sing something. Yeah, I know. Basically, I don't know. Basically, shut up and look pretty. (laughs) No, it's just like like, write some straight up serious lyrics. Yeah, but he's not going to. Yeah, I don't know. He like just shoot all the clowns things. Just oh, it's hard. Yeah, it was tough. I need a break from this. From now on, you should learn a lesson, which is when I email you and tell you what album to listen to, and I send you a list of the tracks to listen to, just listen to that. Don't go on to, don't listen to 26 tracks for a 10 hour song album. How am I supposed to get you from the to... email into my phone, Nesbitt? God, <laughs> it's so complicated. But just listen to, like, uh, I agree it would be painful if I had to listen to this album a bunch of times, and there's 26 of these yeah. tracks. Yeah, when I was I was driving, it's only 10, right? I was driving into my cabin this summer listening to this, especially when those sixteen tracks were so And it was like skip, weak. skip. But then I couldn't understand. But also, Spotify intentionally shuffles everything all the time, oh, really? even when you're even when you try not to. Really? It just ends up shuffling. It's just a way, of, like it's auto plays shuffle. So I ended up. It took me a long time to deprogram what was the album. I have a wasn't. feeling it's you and not Spotify because you had these exact same technology com- is the worst complaints about Google Music. Which I've been using forever and I have no complaints with. I it's hate Google like, Play because as soon as I would l- finish, they'd be like, oh, uh, if you like that, here's an Ozzy Osbourne song. And I'd be like, oh. Yeah, but we we were actually on the air. No, yes. I went into settings and yeah. it's like autoplay music when playlist is done. I unchecked it and I was like, there you go. Oh, I don't like, know. You didn't look at the first thing. <laughs> there, was no, there was no going back for me. That's, it was ruined. And now with Spotify, like it shuffles everything by itself. And I don't want suggestions. I know. I want some algorithm to tell me what to like. (laughs) Anyway, that's the second Bruce album. Yeah. Next album we're going to do is Fear of the Dark. All right. If you want to get us, go to balls to Picasso slash clown dot com. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. TalkingMaiden.com. Get us on Facebook. Get us on Twitter. Hashtag shoot all the clowns. Hashtag shoot all the clowns. Hashtag don't (laughs) listen to the clowns. At Talking Maiden. Yeah, Talking Maiden. Talking Maiden slash dot com slash talk yeah, leave, leave us a message, message talkmedia.com yeah. slash talk we're doing a contest out of all the submissions we get from that yes contest so uh yeah cool leave something until next time <laughs> up the irons down the hops. Mm-hmm.